The following Parkinson's Path podcast is provided by Leanna Marie with All About Parkinson's and Answers for Elders Radio. Welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio and we are here with Leanna Marie who is the founder and CEO of allaboutparkinsons.com. Welcome to the show, Leanna. Thanks, Suzanne. I'm really glad you're here because you have been an amazing resource for those families that are worldwide um, struggling with a loved one or their own diagnosis with mm-hmm. with Parkinson's. And, you know, how are they, you know, they're navigating it through. And so you've probably seen families go through a lot of upheaval and a lot of depression. You know, you've talked about that in previous uh, conversations. Just before we start talking about today's topic, which is about having hope, which I love, let's talk about a little bit about, you know, obviously why is hope so important? Right. I mean, okay, hope is such a big topic. and It and is. <laughs> but I love, of course, yeah. I love the term because yeah. it is. It's an It's optimistic. a small little word, but it means so much. And that's mm-hmm. what's so great about that word. But yeah, it is really crucial in anyone's life in dealing with a disease or any major mm-hmm. challenge you're facing. And one of the things I've found in researching for my new book is, you know, one of the one of the great researchers, his name is Jerome Groupman, and he he researched hope and the value of hope. He was um he's a 30-year practicing oncologist, uh, cancer also doctor, wow. and researched hope and said this was amazing. He said in all of his 30 years of practice, having hope was as crucial, in fact, more so than giving any medication or prescribing any medication or procedure he ever did. He said that was paramount in all of his cases. So, and I believe that to be true. I've seen people who give up, and I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about necessarily just Parkinson's, but in life we've seen people who fought and um, others who said no and may have delayed their disease a little bit because of they said, you know what, I'm going to fight this or whatever. So for sure, having hope makes a huge difference. Another, you know, fascinating study I read about was just the idea that having hope, your brain releases endorphins by having this belief and expectation in something. So your brain releases these endorphins, which then can fight mm-hmm. pain. Well, we all know the world of Parkinson's, how much pain can be a problem in de- dealing with just everyday living because Mm -hmm. there's pain associated with a lot of the symptoms. And so just imagine that just having hope, this belief and expectation that that can then help your level of pain. So that's huge in your day-to-day living. Well, and I've heard that it's also helped with people with, especially with neurological disorders like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or Mm -hmm. dementia or anything like that. I know that, you know, being active and being social and all the things that we talk about this is really what you're talking about as well. It brings in that something to look forward to, something to anticipate, right. something to believe in. Right. And, and I it's, think that's important. Exactly. And it's not just something that we just go, oh, that sounds nice and everything. But there's actual science to say that there are changes that are happening in your brain, mm-hmm. chemical mm-hmm. changes that are happening in your brain. And this is fascinating to me that we can physically change by changing our mindset. And that, that to me is, is something that we should all remember that it's not just about oh well yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna think something is gonna happen mm-hmm. if something's gonna change yes it can and so mm-hmm. that's what we talk about we talk about um, you know like you hear people saying well I don't want to have false hope I don't want to just get my hopes up for something that's not gonna happen right and the idea of distinguishing what is true hope versus mm-hmm. false hope and we're not saying you know pie in the sky 
you're going to be cured necessarily, right? We no. hope for th- we hope for that for sure. We hope for that. Mm-hmm. However, we're talking about something more so on the lines of you know what? I hope to live ten years or whatever, however length of length of time, while still having a productive life, sure. right? We're talking about things like that, things that we can possibly control, right? Mm-hmm. We don't say that. We can control everything. We're, we understand that. But let's try to tackle the things that we can and be hopeful that what we're doing is going to make a difference in how our body acts. Right. And there are so many new treatments out there compared to when my mom was diagnosed in the mm-hmm. 90s. The last 10 years, there has been an explosion of new treatments and developments in, in Parkinson's disease. Well, and something that you bring up, which I obviously specialize in caregivers, mm-hmm. Um there's some statistics out there that 91% of family caregivers, and I, I think that that's very accurate, are suffer from some form of depression. Right. Yeah. And, and this is the thing that's hard. You know, when you're caring for a loved one, if you're caring for a loved one that has Parkinson's or another type of disease, mm-hmm. you're going to be in a situation where you're, you're going to feel like, you know, there's no out of this until they die. Right. It's and chronic. that's not a, that's not a thing to look for. So you look for, you know, how do you find hope as right. a, as a caregiver or as a family member? Um, you know, that's, that's the big yeah. question. So, and, and one of the things, you know, there's different ways that my mom did this. And one of the things that came up was a term called hope models. And if you think about it, you, we all have someone in our life that we look up to and go, that person did it, therefore maybe mm-hmm. I can do it, right? right? In sport, in whatever. And so right. we're talking about hope models in the world of Parkinson's. And again, I keep referring to Michael J. But there's one example of someone who's lived absolutely. it. As, absolutely. You know, How long has he been diagnosed now? Well, this, he actually got diagnosed at the same time my mom is. So he's been 30 years in, and wow. he was much younger, of course. He was in his late 20s when he got diagnosed. Amazing. Um, now, I do hear an argument from my listener readers who say, well, but he's got access to all the treatments and everything else. True, he does have the finances to finance. However, that doesn't make him... Uh, immune to everything uh, that Parkinson's can throw at him. Right. So he's still just a human being like everyone else. And we have countless, um, there are tons of people in this world who have survived Mm -hmm. Parkinson's for many, many years without it impeding Mm -hmm. largely on their, on their life. And that's what we're trying to get people to be hopeful about. And if that's not your um, Parkinson's route, if yours is a shorter term, um, it's trying to get people to be hopeful about, okay, what what legacy can I leave behind? Here's some practical things that mm-hmm. we can talk about. It's not giving up in the moment and saying, if I've got a year left, and I don't want to be morbid, but it's it, there is a huge acceptance here. And it's saying, I'm going to do great with what I have, mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave something for my family. And these are hard, hard topics, but because uh, I don't want to leave out people who are going to say to me, well, my loved one only lasted three years. You're, right. You got lucky, right. you got 30 and so I don't want to be um, insensitive to those people. I want to say, but okay, meet them where they are. Let's do our best to find something out of something good. Is it possible mm-hmm. to find something good out of something bad? And Well, and I think, you know, first of all, everyone, we are talking to Leanna Marie, and she is the founder and CEO of AllAboutParkinson's.com, and it's an amazing forum to support families. And I also want to get back to the topic of you know, if you're a caregiver of someone with Parkinson's or any kind of condition, um, you know, there's going to be hard times. Absolutely. But there's also going to be these amazing miracles 
along the way. It's, it's being open to see them, you know, being open to having the privilege of walking that life with them, you know, that, that is a very sacred part of their life Mm -hmm. and to have that type of a, um, privilege to be that caregiver or be that family member that is there with them. Um, it's, it's just reprogramming your brain basically is, I mean, is, am I, am I, on the right track <laughs> yeah i mean there is adaptation like i said earlier it's there we start with accepting where we're at mm-hmm. we're not resigning ourselves to a horrible length of time with mm-hmm. our loved one but each step of the way we learn and grow and that's for my mom and i that's what we had to do we just said okay well you know what we can get it we can <laughs> so we're stuck here for example in mm-hmm. the middle of them all okay the music's not working what are we going to do okay well we can get really angry and PO'd at this mm-hmm. disease, which we do and people do, and it's okay. And it's okay. And it's okay. And that's what exercise is great for. If you mm-hmm. can keep doing exercise, I cannot stress that enough. That's one of the major discoveries. I don't think it's like that that uh, big surprise that it's one of the major reasons why people are able to prolong their disease or mm-hmm. sorry, pre- prevent it from progressing right. is because um, because exercise is really helping people. And so that's well, and one it gets thing. your endorphins moving. Absolutely. Yeah. And so there's science to back that up. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want, you can Google that. But, you know, my mom, we would just get through each phase. So some phases she'd be in a lot of pain. For example, she had um, a condition where her, her one foot kept twisting in, you know, and, and it, it was really painful for her to walk on. We went through probably about a year or two where we're doing physio. And I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden that stage went away. And so we're like, okay, interesting. So that went away. It wasn't something. We, I mean, we we had physio. We went through this, and then a little bit of medication adjustments, I suppose. Um, but then we went on to the next thing, and then we had double vision. She had problems with double vision, and mm. so we're like, okay, what are we going to do about that? And we just went one one challenge at a time, mm-hmm. one step at a time. And again, I'm not saying, oh, it was so easy, but we did do what we had to do. We did what we had to do, <laughs> and um. And again, it was like, bring it on. She's like, okay, you know what? What else can you throw at me? We're kind of that fighting back kind of thing, right. you know? Because what's the alternative? Well, and you're going back to the initial model right. concept that what you were saying, like, how do other people, if they did it, then I can do it. Right. And I think that's so powerful too, because it helps you understand that you're greater than you think you are. Absolutely. You are. You know? Yeah. And and that's the thing that I think that, you know, when you're there providing a forum, for mm-hmm. people on your website. That is absolutely something that can help families. Absolutely. And then help. you can see, you can hear from other people, hey, have you tried this or have you tried mm-hmm. this? And then it enlightens people. They say, oh, well, you know what? I hadn't thought about that before. And maybe that that's something that my loved one could try if you're a caregiver or mm-hmm. if you're someone with Parkinson's. You're like, wait, you've been living 10 years and you're and you're still working or you're still doing this or you're still running marathons? Oh my goodness, right? That's amazing. So these are things that we have countless stories of people who are mm-hmm. doing incredible things. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you are writing a book mm-hmm. just about this topic. Absolutely. Tell us yeah. about your new book. So Parkinson's Path, we're, we're walking people through the various um, stages of Parkinson's in terms of how can I have hope at the beginning and in the middle of my disease or later stages of the disease, what? how can I find meaning in all this that I'm going through with a chronic illness? And most importantly, how can I be happy? Is it even possible to be happy when I am challenged with this disease? And what does that look like? What does happiness look like with someone with Parkinson's? And right. and talking about all, all these stories of people who have 
overcome challenges, whether it be through their faith mm-hmm. or for just their um, team. We right. talk about that, how important it is to have a great team around you. That's what my mom had hope in. Me, I, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but again, it was having hope in the people around you and that they're going to help you make it through. Well, we have hope just from talking to you. So I'm so glad you're on the show today and we look forward to working with you again soon. Thanks. The preceding Parkinson's Path podcast is provided by Leanna Marie with All About Parkinson's and Answers for Elders Radio. To learn more about Leanna's story, her books, The Parkinson's Wall of Honor, and more, go to allaboutparkinsons.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey a lot easier.